bread and wine. Yeah, bread and wine. Bread and wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're throwing in a little, uh, you know, DJ ad libs today. Womp, womp, womp. Because Yikes. it's not only me and Carl today, but what, 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 what? DJ Two in DJ the house. Two. What I do, baby boo, is your boy DJ too. <laughs> <laughs> also known in our world as Tommy or Thomas. Uh, we're thankful he's here today because this man has a powerful testament of what Jesus has been doing in his life uh, over the, you know, really, I guess, what, it's been a year? Is that how long it's been? Or not yes. even that? It was like Jesus. November of 2022, so about in six to nine months. Okay, six to nine months, this man has matured into a tremendous man of God. Uh, And so you're going to get to hear some of his story today. But we want to be sure that we don't say like or um Uh, on anything today. So if you hear us call each other out on it, we're trying to uh, upgrade our uh, vocabulary. And instead of using filler words to uh, create momentary pauses of silence to get rid of those actually to get rid of momentary pauses of silence we want to become comfortable in silences and in pauses right there i could have said um but i can feel the intensity (laughs) it's such a calling (laughs) we're about to be wordsmiths (laughs) it's an honor and privilege to be on here so i appreciate you guys amen so yeah let's crack this open with uh dj2 um, just started his DJ business too, by the way. Uh, walk us through your coming to Jesus and anything that's on your heart to share really quickly. And we're going to probably ask you questions, but the hope of this podcast um, from, oh, there it was, um, is to stir on your faith and to encourage you to share Jesus with people, but also to be encouraged in your walk with Jesus to, to maybe ignite a new passion or fire. Uh, that new believers often have, and Tommy certainly has that. But that should never go away. It should only grow and grow and grow in intensity. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, whatever you got to share, Tommy, open it up for us. So, yeah, I am 25 years old. I started my business actually a few years ago in my early 20s, around 18 or 20, but that was just producing music. And then about two and a half years ago, my older brother got married. And I had the awesome privilege of DJing his wedding. I did it as a gift. And from there, it just kind of snowballed into a business. So here I am now, full-time self-employed. But it actually didn't go full-time in self-employment until after I started walking with God. I guess you just become a better steward of your money and your time when you follow his ways. So to answer the question, which was how I, I guess, came to Jesus, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything. Anything on that. Jesus. A couple years ago, I'll just kind of put the details in a nutshell because I could talk about it for a while. But a couple years ago, I kind of got to the point of I wasn't really sure if God existed or not. And... I had opened my Bible that my mom gave to me a long time ago and I wasn't seeking through the word like, like we do now, of course, you know, when you're listening and seeking, I was just looking for something. Like I said, I didn't know what I was looking for, 
but I just kind of set it to the side. A couple days later, I, that state of depression hit me again, and I was just really unhappy. Even though I was doing a lot of things that would bring people, you know, happiness or joy of from the world, you know, like DJing and performing and, and pursuing my dreams, I still just was unfulfilled. So I remember uh, I was calling out to God just out of like almost like a kind of a hopelessness, just asking him for a sign. And out of the corner of my eye, uh, I saw the pages on my Bible like turn over on their own. They flipped and that caught my attention. So I looked over there and I saw at the top of the page, Jesus appears to Thomas and bold. So that kind of caught my attention. And I was like, huh, I started reading it. And it was a story about when Jesus appeared to his disciple Thomas after he had died and pretty much was telling Thomas to stop doubting, touch his hands, feel his side. Now you have seen me. Now you believe. Blessed are those who have not seen yet believe. So that's sprouted what you would call in the parable in like Luke or Matthew. You know, the seed <clears throat> that grows quickly but is also quickly overtaken by the weeds of the world. That's kind of what happened to me in that instance. I believed for a little bit, and then I just was like, um, maybe it was a coincidence. Maybe something blew those pages over. That wasn't really God talking to me. I don't know if God really exists. So a couple years went by and I had kind of declined even further into my mental health and emotional state of being. And though I was still pursuing the things that I wanted to do physically, I was just still not satisfied. And um, I became very uh, upset with who I was as a person. Just looking at who I'd become. And I never thought that thoughts of suicide would ever cross my mind but it got to that point and I remember laying in bed one night and I was just like if there is a God I'm such a POS there's no forgiveness for me so it's also significant to mention that I'd lost my dream state because of the drugs and alcohol I was always taking in so I never dreamed I would just go to sleep and it'd be black because I was high you know pretty much before I even started my day and when it ended but one night it's crazy I remember I even remember how I drug myself to bed like I just was like just hunched over just kind of just rolled into bed and went to sleep but I ended up having this dream or a vision you would say because it was very vivid and it was the first dream I had and I don't know how long and I was in the presence of the Lord and I knew because of the feelings an overwhelming like joy that I was experiencing though in real life I was very sad but I was very happy in this dream and overwhelmed with joy um, I saw a woman next to him he was on the top of a camel <laughs> and uh, I didn't really see his face but I just knew it was him because of the feeling I was feeling in the spirit and next to him on the top of a sand dune there was a woman with her hands in the air praying asking for forgiveness and I could see it I could see the forgiveness and the love he had over her, but she couldn't. She was right next to him, and they were both facing me. You knew it was Jesus. Just because of the spirit of what I felt. That's it. Not because of how he looked, but what I felt. Because, to be honest, there was no, like, I didn't have a depiction of his face. He was kind of in, like, this brown, like, robe-type thing with a hood on, on the top of the camel. And I was almost frustrated in the same time of being overwhelmed with happiness and joy. Because I, I was frustrated because I wanted her to see it. So anyways, when I woke up, it just shook me. I was just shook. For about a month, it sat on me. and 
I just kept thinking about it. I even asked my dad for confirmation. You ever had a dream of Jesus? <laughs> no. He said no. No. I was like, okay. So that was kind of like a confirmation for me. Like people don't just be having dreams of the Lord because I thought I was crazy for it or like maybe it just happened, you know, but yeah. What really, I guess the night that I gave my life to Christ was when I was scrolling on my phone and somehow it was not a part of my algorithm. So that's why it was kind of weird. This guy popped up on my phone. He was street preaching. And everything he was saying was just hitting, and I couldn't scroll away from the video. I never watched a video like that, but everything he was saying was just jumping out at me, and it was like convicting me. And I decided to like just—I threw my phone down and dropped to my knees and just asked, asked the Lord to take the shame from me because I couldn't hold on to it any longer. And I—I I believe that He was there, and that dream was a big, significant role in that because, you know. I felt his presence. So like it, it's hard to deny when you witness something like that. It's kind of cool. And he took me into the next chapter of my life and in the Bible, because if you turn the page from John twenty twenty four, which is where Jesus appears to Thomas, it goes into where Peter is uh, addressing the crowd about in the last days. It's in a different chapter. And in, and in the last days, um, God will pour out a spirit. Young men will see visions and old men will dream dreams. So it's like he brought me from one book of my life into the next. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And I've just been walking with him since I've been seeking him. And, um, I thank you. Yeah. Did you ask about how family has played a role? In yeah. That? I mean, that was something I, I remember meeting, uh, Tommy at the oh, firework party, yeah. right? Did you meet him then? No, I didn't meet him then. Okay. That was before I, yeah, that was about before. before. Okay. Any, six yeah. Six months before. Yeah, well, part of my question was that, like, how has, uh, you know, we always talk a lot about family on this podcast, and uh, Carl's carried a lot of that, but what did, what role did family play in helping you mature in Christ, and what role is it playing now? Uh, yeah, anything on that, man, and any, Carl, if you have any questions specifically on that, too. Iron definitely sharpens iron. Huh. Sure. And it was through my older brother, actually, how I got plugged into the bread. So going back to when I first saw that scripture, when the Bible pages turned on their own, I say on their own, I think it was an angel or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, my older brother introduced me to Justin Steidinger. And that was like my first connection into the family. And it was through my older brother, Ethan. But after I kind of walked away, but when I came back, that's the point is like when I came back and decided to truly live for Christ and on my own, give my life to Christ. Cause when I told my brother about it and he was like, that's awesome. You know? And I was kind of excited, you know, and I talked with Justin, but I just felt kind of ushered into it. It wasn't a full, my own decision. Like I said, I kind of got overtaken by the ways of the world again. So when I, when I just fully decided, sorry to repeat myself, when I fully decided to live for Christ, I, I hit up, I think it was Derek, because me and him knew each other from the July 1st party, or yeah, 4th of July party that you were just mentioning. Me and Derek knew each other from that, and me and him had kind of worked on some music in the studio together, and I hit him up. I was like, hey, y'all still holding church? I just randomly hit him up. He's like, yeah. So I oh, went wow. to a church service just because I wanted to. I was just seeking God, you know, and getting in the Word. I was like, I wanted more of him, so I wanted to get plugged in, and they welcomed me, and then Andy He's been an awesome disciple. He, From the first day, he saw me. 
He literally took me under his wing. Wow. Spiritually and physically, he came up, introduced himself, and like wrapped his arm around me. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, bro, it was powerful. And, and since then, he's been guiding me through the word. We meet up every week. So I'm thankful for Andy for sure. And he's he's helped me learn a lot from the word. Wow. So that's a big role that family has played, you know, becoming mature and, you know, things like that. And from that, it stemmed from once a week. I, and it quickly grew like, you know, Bible studies multiple times a week. You just can't get enough. Once like, once you find Christ, you want more and more of them. Jesus. Once a week is not enough. Like people out here going to church <laughs> right. once a week on Sunday, sprinkling some Jesus in their life. That's not what it's about. It's like you just saying you go to church so you can say you go to church. Bro, that's it's like a- you can believe in Jesus or you can walk with him. And when you start walking with them, you can't get enough of them. Amen. Whew. Yeah, I was just thinking about that specific thing. Actually, this week I was on my way to church and I was just so full of the presence of God. I was just so full of the presence of God because there's rivers of living water inside of us, the Bible says, and they spring up into eternal life. And just recognizing that we have access to that every moment whether Mm. we're in a building or we're on a couch in the middle of murfreesboro or we're praying together you know on a monday morning before we start our week um it's just so powerful to recognize that we have access to the living god just inside of us and how we're you know when we gather together something happens and the holy spirit fills us up Um, it's just incredible um and i love the way that we do life bro um, I'll speak to how Tommy's been a part of my family because I've been in prayer for a while now. Um, you know, since right before this year started, just that God would give me people to walk through life with. And Seth was really one of the first people that, that, um, filled that role for me. And, and I, I do, I talk about family a lot because it's a deep, 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 deep heart's desire inside of me, man. I want to walk through life with my family. I want to walk through life with brothers and sisters. I want to have friends. Like I want to have people that I know love me that I can love well. I want to have people in my life who, who, who believe that my calling is more important than their calling. And I can believe that their calling is more important than my calling, bro. That was such a good word. It rooted last, hmm. last week or two weeks ago, but it's like, bro, you do that in my life. Like, I feel that from you, man. And and I have been asking the Father for family. I've been asking the Father for Thomas. I just didn't know his name was Thomas. And then I remember really well, the first time I ever really met you, I felt like was that the day you got baptized. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Andy uh, baptized me about a month after I gave my life to Christ. When I dropped to my knees in my room by myself, you know, I ended up getting baptized about a month later. Amen. Amen. I just remember you sharing your testimony. I remember you just being a completely different person than the man I'm looking at right now, bro. And I just want to encourage you and affirm like the Lord in you, bro, because he really is the one causing the growth. Like one man sows, another man or or one man plants, another man sows. What is it? One waters, one sows, but God causes the growth. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Thank you, Holy Ghost. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, bro, he's just been causing a ton of growth in you, man. Yeah, something I admire about what's happened in your life just over the past, like, six to nine months, and this is something that it takes some Christians 10, 15 years to get out of, to, like, break out of, to snap out of it. 
uh, and there's so many people that haven't snapped out of it yet, but is just feeding on milk, like spiritual milk. Mm. And Paul talks about this. He says, you guys are just feeding on milk. You can't even get on to the greater things about Christ. You can't even get on to the meat because you're just, you can't even understand the milk yet. Wow. And so I'll just share this quick vision I had from the Lord. And this was about, this is not about every church body. This is about, you know, some specific church bodies or, or maybe just specific people. But I had this vision that uh, in, in some churches people come and it's almost like on an airplane, you know, when they drop down the oxygen masks mm. for you, it's like they come to this church and the yeah. proverbial oxygen mask wow. but it's it's full of milk and it's not even like breast milk it's not even healthy milk it's it's just formula like it's fake milk it wasn't even artificial and for all of you that uh you know feed your babies formula and not breast milk that's no knock on you bless you in that and whatever you do just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an analogy that, that's not this, this is, is just what he gave you in this vision this is and this how is, he was symbolizing what he was trying to communicate. yes just hear what i'm saying in this but it was yeah, it was something like feed me this spiritual milk and then I'm I'm just going to get my belly fat and full and I'm going to go home and wait until another week where I can come and fill up my belly and get really full and fat. And it was just like, give me milk, give me milk, give me milk, give me milk. But there's so much more that that the Lord like wants to bestow upon his body. And my heart was weeping for that and breaking for that, that his body is just immature because they, they don't actually want the meat. They just want the bare minimum, like get my belly full, get me, get me there till the next week. And that's it. But there is a feast. There's a feast. And something I noticed you just said is you are feasting, bro. You are feasting yeah. and you have been feasting. Yeah. Like anything, any scripture, any group that's meeting, I'm not saying you have to go to every single group, but like what I notice is that you are hungry yeah. for the word of God. And because of that, your acceleration and maturity in the word of God and in, in words of knowledge, in the spirit, uh, in your wisdom, in your leadership, it has astronomically shot up yeah. because of your hunger. And the Lord is giving you not just milk anymore. He's giving like, here's a carrot, like here's a piece of steak and he's yeah. giving you revelation because of your hunger for it. Wow. And we lose that hunger sometimes. Yeah. And if you're listening to this podcast, maybe you've lost that hunger for Christ that you had when you were a, a newborn baby and you've just been getting by on the spiritual milk. It's time to rise up yeah. and ask God, Ignite my hunger. Make me hungry for the true food, for the true drink. I'm tired of the fake stuff. I'm tired mm. of the stuff made in a lab. I want the real thing. Give mm. me the real thing. Give me a full course feast, Absolutely. God. And yeah, you've gone after that. And it's it's really inspiring to me as a, you know, what, 12-year believer. Um, it inspires me to spurn on my hunger. You... You really turn yes. on my hunger, bro, yes. for real. Wow. It blesses me, man. Thank you for those words of edification, for real. Um, I, I think to expand on that a little more would be how do you find that food? How do you go after it? Because I think there's a lot of people out there that are going to church and sometimes just sitting through these sermons once a week. And not all churches are bad, like you were saying earlier. We're not knocking churches. 
Um, it's just when you want more, how do you get it? That's Aww. the point that I'm saying now. Go there, bro. Go there. So yeah, go there. finding, and I'm so blessed to be plugged in with people, the people that I'm plugged in with. You find people who are wise, who are in the spirit, who are in the word, who are years beyond you, and you learn from them. Though there is only one teacher, that's Jesus, that's God. You have people who can disciple you. You find someone who will disciple you, who can relate with you, and who wants to take the time to teach you. That's how you really can can like shift to the next gear and continue to grow. Like people like you, Seth, Carl, like being around guys like y'all who can help correct me when I'm wrong. A wise man heeds correction. Is that the right word? He looks for it. He wants correction is what I'm trying to say. He enjoys the rod of discipline. So whenever I say something wrong, step in, correct me. Hey, no. It's like this. So you seek for stuff like that. Put your pride down. Stop trying to be the guy that knows it all. And soak it in. Learn from the ones that are before you. There's a, there's a scripture coming to mind right now. Uh, let me look it up real quick. It, it's to the effect of, yeah, Philippians 20, 2.21. For all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. Hmm. And that was hitting me this week. Hmm. Are you seeking only your interests? Or are you seeking those of Jesus Christ? Carl, you had something very powerful in that. Will you share that actually? What's that? About It was that conversation that we had about, well... Am I supposed to go after all of my interests and then God will meet me in those interests? Oh, or am yeah, I supposed yeah, to find yeah. out where the father's working? Like that type of conversation. Okay. Yeah. I mean, basically there's just been this dialogue. Um, I, I guess I've been having with God and in, in my innermost being where I'm like, okay, Lord, I don't want to be a slave in the sense of, I understand we're a slave to righteousness and I, am a slave to righteousness but i don't want to walk around through life with this mentality of um this is all about me this whole thing is all about me um Mm. and you know there there's certain streams of thought within um, the context of the body or um even outside the body where it's like whatever i want to do in life i'm going to go and do that thing and then I'll, I'm going to expect God to, to meet me in that thing, basically, was kind of just this idea that we were having. And um, the, 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 the thinking and the goal behind it was, how do I see God as my father as I walk through life? How do I see God as my father as I walk towards the plans that he has prepared for me? And really, the idea that... I think I've landed on is that he wants us to abide in him so he can abide in us. And in that scripture, it says that if we abide in him and he abides in us, then we can ask whatever we wish and it will be done for us. And now what that doesn't mean is that, Hey God, like I want to go buy a Ferrari today. That's such a common example used, but it is a good example. Hey God, like I want to, I want to go buy a Ferrari today just so I can drive around this Ferrari. It's like, that's not what that's talking about. It's talking about like when we abide in him, he will give us guidance and he'll give us direction and he'll give us, you know, goals and things that he's called us to to walk through in life. And then we're able to say, okay, father, I thank you for that, that vision. 
that you've given me because the Bible also says that for lack of vision, the people perish. Like if we don't have vision from God, we're going to perish. Like we need him to be our father and we need the Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord to come into our lives and give us clarity and direction and vision for the things that God has prepared for us because it talks about that he has good works prepared for us from before the foundations of the earth. So when we come to Christ, like when Tommy came to Christ, when I came to Christ, when Seth came to Christ, like there was plans and works that God had prepared for us and he wants to help us walk into those plans that he has prepared for us, those good works that he has prepared before the foundations of the earth. And so there's this idea that we have to walk on this tightrope and always be afraid of like, oh, no, I don't want to miss it. But really what God wants for us is to walk with him um, as his sons and daughters and say, Father, like, what do you have? How can we love you? How can we love others? Because that's what it's about. It's about loving God and loving others and seeing the kingdom come. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's about um, preparing his body for his return. And so there's things that have to happen for the kingdom of heaven to be released here on this earth as it is in heaven before he returns. And so we have this relationship with God essentially where he's our father. He's given us um, wisdom and insight and clarity and a vision to walk out and walk towards. And so we're able to, to partner with him as his sons and, and, and then maybe get a little bit more creative on how we get to that goal, you know? Um, and that's, I guess, kind of what the idea was and, um, it actually kind of is reminding me of how, how God has used Thomas in my life specifically. Um, just because I'm realizing more and more, like as, as he was talking about discipleship and that was great wisdom on like, how do we go deeper? We find somebody who's willing to disciple us. Amen. And I've always thought that it's a one-on-one thing. I've always thought that it's a one-on-one thing. And I think there is a big element and aspect of finding people that you can have that one-on-one relationship with who disciple you. That's really important. I'm not, what I'm not saying is that that's not important. I'm saying that that's absolutely vital. I'm saying there's another piece of the equation that I feel like the Lord's been showing me that's equally as vital. And that's recognizing that ultimately it's the Holy Spirit of the living God who's actually discipling us. And the reason I say that is because when I'm watching you speak, I'm, I'm, I'm like reflecting on how like Andy, you're talking about Andy has poured into you and he's poured so much truth into you. And then that truth comes out of you, but he's imparting to you the wisdom that God has shared with him. And because you're so hungry, bro, them seeds like land on that good fertile soil and, and cause abundant, juicy, beautiful fruit to spring up inside of you, bro. And then you bless us with that delicious fruit. It's so amazing. But God's given Seth delicious fruit too. And God's given Seth things to pour into you too. And so ultimately, bro, because we're one body under one Lord in one faith, under one baptism, hallelujah, like the Holy Spirit's discipling you and me and Seth at the same time through each other because ultimately the best disciple maker that I have ever met in my whole life, his name is Jesus Christ. And the spirit of Jesus Christ lives inside of us. And so it actually, that, that revelation has freed me from so much competition and comparison because it's like i've always been like oh i want to be the person discipling this person if i'm not the person discipling this person then i'm failing and it's like that's that's demonic doctrine that's from the pits of hell because the reality is is that the holy ghost is ministering and discipling all of us so it lets us like yield to him and say lord 
how are you discipling Thomas? What are you teaching him? How can I come into agreement with what you're saying? Because maybe Andy has so much stuff to share in this area and Seth has so much stuff to share in this area and, 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 and I have so much stuff to share in th- that area, but ultimately you have so much stuff to share into our lives too. And when he was talking about it spurs on the hunger, bro, you keep me so hungry. <laughs> this last week or two weeks ago, we were just on the phone, just doing a Bible study on the phone, just reading through the word because you loved reading the word at night. And that's an area that I need the help of the Holy spirit in. I, I, I've been asking God to help me to hunger after the word. And here comes Thomas who is so hungry for the word and I've been so hungry for a, for a new brother and I've been so hungry for a tribe. And here comes Thomas with the hunger that God's given to him to dive into the word and mm. feast. Amen. So thank you for helping me. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to go on that topic. Well, the Holy spirit wanted to, because it, it says something very interesting. All seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. And, that's a problem in the body of Christ is we only seeking our own interests and then again asking God will you come into this interest and it's almost exploiting God instead of letting him guide your life you're asking him to genify it hmm. uh, I, I want this God and he delights to give you the desires of your heart but uh, it's, it's a totally different concept so I wanted to ask you this, Thomas, how, how was it for you, you know, shifting over the past nine months from only my own interests? What are my interests? Let me go after them as hard as possible to saying, I'm now going to seek Jesus's interests and his alone. Uh, yeah. What has that process been like? Uh, and ha- you've had to die. I know <laughs> so many times we've all had to die, yeah. but I can truly say when I did that, that's when I like really believe that I started following Jesus. Man. <laughs> yeah. Awesome question. And thank you, Carl, too. Thank you, both you guys, man. I feel like I'm really being raised up right here and I try to stay humble, but like, y'all are, oh, my bad. Thank you. Coming from a mic guy who's always on the mic. I'm, not, hey. I'm used to hearing myself when I speak. So right. I, I got to make sure I'm talking into the mic. Um, yes. To answer your question, which is what is that? look that transition look like when you put down your own interests well first of all i'll start by saying i like this this is gonna have to be my new slogan i say it to you all the time when you come to jesus it's like getting getting in a shower do you clean yourself before you get in the shower no you just get in the shower so that's kind of what it was for me when i came to jesus i was still smoking weed Sorry if this is a little too much if there's kids that listen to this, but I didn't see anything wrong with it. I did it for a long time since I was a young child. And and that was kind of a question I had for God at first because I like, I fully, my heart really wanted God. But I didn't really, wasn't sure if there was a problem with weed or not. So, I kind of asked him about it. I'd pray about it from time to time. Like, hey, is this a problem with you, Lord? Like, And then I'd, I'd start looking into it. And I'd start searching the word. And I remember seeing it says to keep a sober mind. 
And I was kind of like, huh. So there was kind of some conviction there, you know? <laughs> like, I was like, well, is this a silver mind? If I'm used to it, does, you know, does that matter? You know? I don't know. So what really got me was when I was, was, was about good. to get in the shower. Here we go. Going back to the shower. And uh, I was smoking. But I was so, I'd been so focused on renewing my mind. I, I was always working on renewing my mind because, like, I was tired of the life I was living and a lot of the, perversion in my mind and the hatred I had in my heart I was seeking God so he was working on me he was just slowly wiping off that dirt he was cleaning me off I remember smoking and as soon as I started to get high I started having all these like intrusive thoughts that I didn't want because it was actually kind of slowly but surely I didn't realize that I was smoking kind of less and less I was starting to lose my desire I wasn't doing it as much so the time frame between being sober and high was lengthening slowly so when I went from sober to high again, I, I noticed those intrusive thoughts. And I was like, whoa, I don't want these thoughts. And I, I noticed I couldn't control them as well. And I was like, all right, God, I hear you. So because my desire to be closer to God was stronger than my desire to get high, I stopped smoking weed. Jesus. So, and yeah, yeah, I've been sober since December of 2022. The beginning of it. <laughs> Since right before I got baptized, it was a couple of weeks before I got baptized, I quit smoking. And like I said, you know, it's not because Wait, other dude, people. Hold on. Yeah. Will you say that one more time? Which the. Your desire to pursue. <sighs> say that one more time. Oh, so my desire to be closer to God outweighed my desire to get high. <laughs> and that applies to everything, by the way. Yeah. Is your desire to get close to God more of a desire than anything else. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what will help you stop like doing things that get in the way of the spirit. You know, it's like once you realize it's getting in the way, that's, you know, that's the revelation that comes. So it sounds to me like what you're saying is that God gave you a new heart. Yeah, for sure. And then there's other things too. Of course I knew, you know, sexual immorality, abstaining from sex stuff like that you know not lusting after women all that oh man putting all that down <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying not to laugh right now just to invite you, you into the giggles that are happening because when Seth said <laughs> he said you have to desire God more than anything else and he was so <laughs> full of passion it was true but just the look on his face, like, yeah. <laughs> Amen. Well, he's constantly renewing our minds, even yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But the yeah. important part is your heart is like, compl- your heart is completely open and you're ready to lay down whatever you need to lay down <sighs> for the sake of Jesus Christ's interests. That's the important part. Are you willing to lay down anything for the sake of Jesus Christ and what he says and wants and desires? And really, I my final, not my final thing, I'm still, I'm always laying things down. But one of the biggest ones for me was laying down my career. Wow. I could add on to that too. Wow. <laughs> And I, I think that's true for a lot of people listening to this. Plans. I I wanted to be a doctor for what? Like to make a lot of money, 
to have notoriety, to be smart, uh, sounded nice, a lot of reasons. I wanted to help people as well. That was my main motivation. But the Lord was like, nope, I don't want you to do that. And like killing that, I remember it was one of the hardest things I ever had to do because I had to kill it. Like I had to murder that desire. (laughs) Wow. And, yeah. and, and like you're, I'm sorry, I no, just want to throw this in here yeah. really quick just because like I didn't know you wanted to be a doctor. And like you're saying, your main motive was to help people. But there's all these hidden motives in our heart mm-hmm. that we can't see. That the Holy Spirit has been just like so excited to cleanse us. That's why I love that shower um, uh, 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 imagery that, that, that you talk about. Like we just get in the shower. We don't clean ourselves off. And it might not just be weed. It might be... I get really angry at people. That was a big one for me. I get really aggravated at people because like maybe I do have, you know, a desire to help people and be there for people, but maybe there's hidden motives in our hearts that we can't see. And I'm starting to realize with the Lord, like that's okay in the sense of he's not afraid of those hidden desires that we can't see. I was at uh, uh, a church yesterday and I'm just going to read this quote that really, really spoke to me. And it says that, If Jesus would appear at your dining table tonight with knowledge of everything, everything that you are and everything that you are not, with total comprehension of your life story and every skeleton hidden in your closet, if he laid out the real estate of your present discipleship with the hidden agenda, the mixed motives, and the dark desires that are buried in your psyche you would feel his acceptance and his forgiveness. And it just, I love that, how it's just pointing to this reality that like even with our dark motives and our dark desires that we didn't even know that were there, he meets us with acceptance and forgiveness when we're willing to turn those things over to him and say, wash me, Lord. It's great news. I really love how you brought that up. That's something I've been praying about lately is like searching my own heart, just asking God to reveal it to me, show me my own heart because I want to get rid of any evil desire that I am aware or not aware of. As far as laying stuff down, going back to that and what that transition looked like, I also, um, it was temporary, but I wasn't sure where I needed to go. I stopped DJing for like the month of November, December, and January while I, after, as I gave my life to Christ to like focus on him and and make sure I was going in the direction that he wanted me to go. So just to kind of add on a little detail about that and where I came from. Amen. And we're getting close to, uh, ending this podcast. I hope, I hope you've been filled with the glory of the Lord. You've been filled with uh, passion, uh, renewed sense of hope and really a fire in your belly uh, to give Jesus everything and to go after him with everything. Hunger. We, we impart hunger to you. Hunger for the word of God. Hunger for the truth of God. And hunger to obey God. And uh, I'll end this podcast with a benediction, a prayer, if you will. And you can pray this with me in your heart. It says, God, create a clean heart for me. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore the joy of your salvation to me and sustain me by giving me a willing spirit. Then I will teach the rebellious their ways 
and sinners will return to you. Amen. In Jesus' name. Will you pray for us, Tommy, on the way out? Yeah, just to impart that hunger yep. into all of our listeners, bro, because yes. you really, really do carry that hunger very well, bro. Thank you, guys. And uh, thank you, Father, for this opportunity to allow your light to shine through and pierce the ears of those who have ears to hear on this podcast. Lord, you know how much this podcast has helped me and it causes my hunger to increase. So I just speak that into others. You know, when it comes to learning and being discipled, that everyone lets the Holy Spirit speak. It's not one person. But what the Word says, what the Word of God says, and how He can teach you. He can change your life. He took away depression from me. So Father, I just speak that any spirits of depression, anxiety, or anger be gone from those who are listening right now. May your day be filled with peace, love, joy, and compassion, and passion for others. In Jesus' name. We'll see you next on the Bread and Wine Podcast.